pure, authentic conversation. That's Soulfully Casual. So grab your favorite beverage, sit in your favorite chair. Here is your host, Matty Ice. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the new Soulfully Casual podcast hosted by yours truly, Matty Ice. And it is a Matty Ice Media Network production. If you want to connect with the show, hit us up on Instagram. The handle is Soulfully Casual Podcast. On Twitter, at Matty Ice Media. And of course, email Matty Ice Media. That's one word at gmail.com. So this is episode 101. And I said in episode 100, which went off without any fanfare, that I was going to come back for the next 100 episodes, basically. And I saw it really as like a rebirth of the show, a redirection of the show. And the whole point of it was to refocus my efforts to continue doing what I was doing, but I guess give the show a little bit of a different feel. I want to bring a little bit more positivity. When I think about the last year of my life or the last year plus of my life, you know, within the pandemic, within being a a new dad, uh, so many things, mental health issues that I was dealing with, so much happened. Um, And it really took a toll, I think, in having this podcast, having Soulfully Casual for 100 episodes allowed me a cathartic experience to be able to say things to you that maybe I didn't have an outlet to say in other places. And while that is a good thing for me on a personal level, it's not what I envisioned the show being when I first came out with it. I'll be honest with you, when I did my episode on a year of Soulfully Casual, I think I copped to the fact that I didn't really know what I wanted it to be, that the show was always taking on a new vision. But what I always wanted was to be pure and authentic with you, to have conversations with you. And even if it was just me opining about something, it was myself. It was my true, genuine feeling. I wasn't doing it to posture to some specific group or to posture in some way to get listenership. This is who I am. It's what I'm going through. And I also want to make it about what you are, who you are, what you're going through. And I can only do that through conversation. And right now, I'm limited in the conversations that I can have because it's just me. So I'm hopeful that this new reincarnation of the show with its new artwork, with its new introduction, it's a cozy, it's a casual feeling. It's not supposed to be something intense, and I think that I let it get a little bit intense there, but in a way that relates to a lot of people that are out there. And I'm still going to talk about certain things and focus on certain topics that I think are very, very important. My weight loss journey, my journey through exercise, my journey through grief, it's all relatable. It's all something that somebody in this audience, whether you are in the United States or whether you're in some other country here around the world, you have gone through, you, or you know somebody who has been through it, and I think it's really, really important. But this first episode of Soulfully Casual in its new reincarnation, its new direction, I wanted to do something that was educational. And I've been thinking about what could I possibly do, right? And it's dawned on me, I guess, that how much have I learned about what it is that I'm doing currently? And that is podcasting. All of us start somewhere. No matter what it is that you do in life, you're starting at a starting point. You may have some prior knowledge, but for the most part, we are starting from scratch. That could be a new job. It could be a new school. It could be a new neighborhood. It could be anything, literally anything. I mean, if you think about it, the scariness of anything new is always palpable. It's always out there. And for me, starting podcasting was putting myself out there in a way that I really had never been before. I'll be honest with you. I'm an introvert, an extroverted introvert. I don't necessarily like the spotlight. And while I have a cutesy nickname, I'm Matty Ice, and that is my stage name, so to speak, uh, the real me is a much different person, I think, than you see on here. I love to talk about things, I love to dialogue, but I'm not necessarily into the spotlight. And so this is sort of a dichotomy for me in terms of, you know, putting myself out there in a way that I never had. 
Not to mention I'd never done it before. So when I first started doing So Fully Casual over a year now, uh, you know, my microphone, my old laptop, it was a really clunky process, right? The growing pains are definitely there. You can hear it. When I listen back to episode one, all the way up until like episode seven or eight, oh, it's just clunky. It's awkward. It's me trying to find my voice. And here we are a year later, a hundred episodes in, and I found my voice. So I've learned a lot, and I thought that it would be great for some of the other podcasters coming up in the world, the other indie podcasters who maybe are still trying to find their voice or are still trying to get the the gumption, if you will, to start this journey. I thought it would be good for them to share some of the things that I have learned. So along the way, I think we're always looking for best practices in whatever it is that we are doing. And in podcasting and radio, I think one of the best things that you could possibly do is invest. And I don't mean necessarily investing a lot of money. There's a lot of different ways that you can invest. But I think the first thing that's very, very key, and this might seem almost obvious, maybe it's low-hanging fruit, but that's invest in a microphone. Now, I started with a good microphone. I bought an XLR microphone off Amazon like in 2018, and I started using it, and I still have it here. It's not the one that I'm currently using because I needed a USB microphone, but the point is I didn't rely on the microphone on my phone or the microphone on my laptop. I went out and got something off Amazon. It was not a big expensive thing. There's a lot of people who are using the Shure microphones, maybe the Blue Yeti microphone, and those are over $100, $200. And you can certainly do that if you want to, but I think that you do that if you know what your setup is and you know what you want to do as a podcaster, you have big aspirations, or you are somebody who has already had some experience in sound editing and sound creation. But for me, just paying 30 bucks for a microphone was such a key thing. It made the sound so much better. It made my voice seem so much better, and it gave me the confidence to speak into it. If you listen to some of my other work like political football, you can tell when I was going from using headphones that I thought sounded great to using this microphone and it was a stark difference. And that has really spurred me to make all of the Matty Ice Media shows better in terms of production. So that is something that I that I learned very, very quickly. There's a lot of options out there. Know what you're getting into. Know the difference between USB and XLR. Know that some of the XLR ones need an, a secondary power source. And so I didn't, you know, I didn't know that when I bought it and I had to learn that the hard way. The USB microphones are very convenient. Plug it into my MacBook here. And that leads me to my second one. And that is really, I guess it's all in, embedded in one, but it's investing in good enough equipment that can get the job done. There's a lot of free stuff out there, uh, but I have a MacBook and yes, that was an expensive purchase, but the way that I see it is I'm gonna be using it for many, many years. That that money that I've, I've spent, the cost is going to be you know stretched over the course of a long lifetime. And that's kind of the same thing with this microphone as well. But it's made such a huge difference in making my production faster, recording faster and editing faster. It saves so much time. And you don't necessarily have to go out and buy a souped up MacBook, but just know that the better processing you have, the better automation that you have, even if you're using free tools like GarageBand, which is what I'm using, it makes the process that much easier. Because when I first started trying to put together and edit things, man, it took forever because I had a slow machine and Audacity was very slow on that machine. And if you buy something that's a little bit newer, right? You do a little bit of research and pay a little bit of money. That little bit of investing that you do up front could have a long-term impact on your product. When you're recording with a microphone, I suggest using a pop filter, and that's one thing that I'm using here. And what that does is it cuts down on all of the sharp noises from like P's and T's and so forth. And I didn't think about it at first, but when I started using it and then went back to some of my recordings when I stopped using it, 
I can really tell a difference because I'm somebody who can have a tendency to pop their words quite a bit. Um, I can get very animated when I'm speaking, especially if I'm speaking close to the microphone. And that's another thing. The pop filter allows me to keep my mouth away from the microphone when I'm more likely to want to have it right up on top of the microphone. And that can cause some loudness issues. And it's, it's tough enough to try and get loudness down when you have the right equipment. You have to do a lot of testing. But with that pop filter, it gives the, the sound, even with a, a foam filter over the top of the microphone, it just gives the sound a little bit more of a fresh, clean sound. And I like that. So that is something that's very, very easy to get on Amazon. And when I'm talking about this rig that I have here, if you don't count the MacBook, which is a large purchase, the microphone, pop filter, and everything came together in a kit, and it was $40, $45. And you can really do a lot with a little bit there. And those are two things that are really, really huge in just making your voice sound good, making the sound quality good. And that's going to lend itself to a lot of people sticking around. Because if your sound quality is bad, you sound like you're in a cave, or you sound like you're recording and it's choppy, it's staticky, that's really difficult to ask people to continue to tune in episode after episode after episode. And you got to think that way. It's not just tuning into this episode. It's retaining people. And obviously, if you sound the part, more people are going to give you that chance, especially if the content is right. So when it comes to hosting, you know, obviously we can host ourselves. And a lot of people on the market are very, very into the Anchor app and the Anchor platform. And I will say this, it is a free platform. It gets you started. The barriers to entry for podcasting can be high if you're not exactly sure what it is that you want or what it is that you, you know, are hoping to achieve. And Anchor allows a lot of people to get into podcasting. But I will say this, when you're using a free product, no matter whether it's Anchor, no matter whether it is rights-free music, things like this, know what you're getting into and know what the caveats are within that product. Here's a good for instance, and I'm not picking on Anchor, but it is something that I found out over the course of research and having hosted multiple shows and moved them off of Anchor. I know the differences. Um, Anchor is a very limited platform when it comes to a variety of things. So the first thing you should know about Anchor is that when they post to Apple Music, for instance, right, or Apple Podcasts, for instance, they are not posting as you. They are posting as themselves. So deep down, the way that Apple does it is they have different portfolios, essentially. So when I put things in as the Maddie Ice Media Network, it is actually getting posted as the Maddie Ice Media Network through my hosting site. They are not posting it to Apple Music as Spreaker, which is the one that I use, because I pay the money for that. I have paid money for their space. I've paid money for their ability to host my content that I own there. And so in good faith, because I'm paying them, they are putting it there without putting their name on it. Obviously, I post it from them and I post it, uh, you know, as a speaker website file on Twitter just because I think that's the thing to do. And I post in multiple ways. But the point being is that I own the freedom to be able to do that. And I also have done the research to figure out where all of that goes. A lot of people who use Anchor assume that the only way that you can post things or the only platforms that you can post your content to are you know on the ones that they give you and some of that is true because they limit your ability to do so so while a lot of hosting sites will kind of give you a an idea of the ones that you could be hosting on do your research to know which ones you can and think about monetization and you shouldn't be necessarily thinking about that up front but it is something to think about a lot of these hosting platforms have monetization methods ways in which you can do it but there's a lot of caveats to it so when i started on anchor you know, they kind of told you, hey, every when you get start to get like a thousand to 10,000 listens per episode, then we can talk. And I think they try to get a lot of people in the door by selling the fact, hey, you can make money off your podcast. And perhaps that has changed. 
I know that on Spreaker, for instance, the one that I use, when they monetize, they put ads in your podcast and your episodes at certain places, and you get paid by the impressions that those ads have on other people. So the more times that somebody would listen to it or has the chance to listen to it, you make money. So perhaps that is something that's across the board. But I just think when you're looking at free stuff, really look into the caveats. What do you have to do in order to have this for free? What are some of the pitfalls or some of the concessions that you're making? And the other thing about Anchor too, is the amount of music that they allow you to choose. If you're not somebody who uses Spotify is very, very similar. And almost instantly, I can tell when somebody is hosting an Anchor show and when they're not hosting an Anchor show. And one of the things that's so difficult to do in such a large market is stand out from other shows. And so I think it's really, really important that you know what you're getting into with a lot of this free stuff. So that leads me to now, what exactly is it are you gonna put out? So I learned this very, very quickly. Take the time to get your content and production right. I think a lot of times, and I made this mistake early, I put out episodes that I thought were great, I thought were good, but now that I've listened back, having a little bit more experience under my belt, having learned quite a few things that I'm talking about here, I go back and listen and it's cringeworthy. And perhaps that's just something that we all do. But if you have a vision for what you want your podcast to be, and it doesn't matter what vision that is. So for instance, Sofully Casual really doesn't have the kind of vision that say, you know, like a true crime podcast might have, or even my other you know, shows like Drippin' Sports and Political Football, which are sports related shows, but they still, it still has something, right? It's supposed to be a casual fear. You're supposed to listen to it almost sitting in front of your fireplace, very calming words, right? Very calming topics, calming conversation. It's supposed to kind of mimic what it would be like being in the midst of a good friend. And that's really the, the, the driver of the content, right? And think about that for your show. What exactly is it that you want your show to be? If you're a sports show, how do you differentiate yourself from all the other sports content out there? For me on Drippin' Sports, I don't want to do game-by-game -game breakdown. I want to talk about the high-level stuff. I want to talk about the quote-unquote politics in sports or the things that happen in the lines, in the margins in sports, because a lot of those topics are very, very interesting, like the John Gruden stuff. Obviously, you want to talk about that because it has huge implications on society and huge implications in the sport. So that's what I envisioned for that show, right? So what does that mean for you? Are you going to do storytelling? Are you comedy? Are you doing movie reviews, music reviews? Whatever it is, hone that in. Really hone on that and your production. Do a lot of testing with the production. If you have a rig ahead of time, have a recording that doesn't go live, listen to it. Make tweaks to what you got going on. Understand that whatever product you put out there, you're expecting other people to listen to. If your production is very, very bad, if you have a co-host and that person has a low microphone, you have a high microphone, it turns off a lot of people. And again, I have worked through that. Uh, if you listen to some of the episodes I do that are on Zoom, just because you don't have the people in the room with you, I struggle with getting the microphone right. And I have learned to basically make a meeting for myself, test all of the, the, you know, the situations and settings, and make a pre-recording and hear how it sounds on the back end. When you're doing that live with like GarageBand, you can do that, you can see how loud it is and you can you know, adjust your voice to make sure that it's, uh, it's better. But those are really, really important things because again, when you burst onto the scene with your first episode, you want it to stick out. If you go on and you don't have an intro to the show, you don't introduce who you are, you don't tell them who you are, you have a guest on and you just start talking, you don't introduce the guest, these are major turnoffs to a lot of people, and it's something that is going to be a detriment to keeping people long-term. And I have learned this through the feedback that I've received on my show, the feedback that I continue to receive. So take that time. Also, when it comes to editing, 
know where your boundaries are with editing. For me, I like to listen through when I'm doing episodes with other people and cut out certain things that I know could be a turnoff to the listener. So when I do a three-person pod, I generally tend to cut out a lot of silence because if you're on Zoom or if somebody likes to think before they speak or there's somebody that pauses a lot when they speak, there could be a lot of dead air that accumulates over time and dead air is very awkward when you're on the radio. So I've learned to edit those differently than I would edit my own singular episodes or solo episodes, mainly because I know the cadence of my voice. I know how often I can say um or you know and I can look for those at a cursory level and basically understand that I have a threshold of editing that works for the particular show that I'm doing and doesn't take a lot of time away from other ventures like my personal life and so forth. So these are things to understand about what you want, right? You have to make sure that you edit. You have to make sure that you have a product that again, sounds quality from the get-go. If it sounds bad from the get-go, it could turn off some people and you don't wanna do that. And lastly, and this is really the most important thing, and that's to believe in yourself. And not just believe in yourself that you can do this from a podcasting perspective, but believe in yourself as a personality. One of the things that I learned early on doing Soulfully Casual, hearing people uh, you know, give me feedback, give me comments, is that we're here to listen to you. And whatever it is that you're talking about, we are here because the basis for that content is you, the personality, Matty Ice. And I realized that that is something that's very important. And even though I'm on multiple shows, the Matty Ice persona does change a little bit from show to show. And it's good to know what that is. It's good to know who your persona is because what you really wanna do is accentuate that. You want to be that personality ramped up to 11, as they would say. And it's really, really important. Like when I listen to say a Jim Rome, I don't listen to Jim Rome for clear, concise, nuanced arguments. I'm listening to him to tell the listener that they're an idiot, right? If I wanted to hear nuance, I'd listen to somebody else. I'd listen to Mina Kimes. I'd listen to somebody else who maybe has a little bit more of a tepid approach. Is that who you want to be? Like know who you want to be and really play up to your strengths. On political football, we really struggled with the chemistry of the three of us. And what we have figured out is that each of us brings an element to the table, an element to every episode that needs to be harnessed in some way. And now, even if one of us can't be there, the other two can pick up the slack and understand what their roles are and adjust. And that's really, really, really important. And it's also good because you want to go into every episode knowing what your voice is, believing in whatever it is that you're putting out there, and that's you. And again, if that's going to be you talking about movies, if that's going to be you talking about you know, vaccine conspiracies, I don't care what it is. But believe in who you are, believe in the personality that you are putting out there to the show. And ultimately, what you're going to find is the authenticity and genuine nature of that is going to be infectious. People are going to gravitate toward it because it's very, very important. Um, you know, I, I just firmly believe that. I mean, one of the things you hear about radio is you have to be yourself ramped up to 11. And while that may not necessarily be true, uh, you know, entirely for podcasting, when I listen to certain shows, I'm listening because the people behind those microphones are what I'm listening to. And I know that they believe in themselves and therefore believe in the content that they are putting out. And to me, that's very, very important. And that's a great way to punctuate this episode because I started the new intro about pureness, about authenticity and about conversation. And that's who I am. That's what I want out of this show. I believe in that. And I believe that in the future, over the next 100 episodes, it's crazy to think that that could actually happen, but it can, and over the next 100 episodes, give you other voices, other viewpoints, and just more conversation. But ultimately, in the end, 
I want it to be casual. I want it to be the authentic Maddie Ice because that is what you are here for. If you're a podcaster listening to this and you feel like you're still learning, hit me up in any way that you want. Soulfully Casual Podcast on Instagram, like I said earlier, at Maddie Ice Media on Twitter. Honestly, Twitter is the best place to get at me. Give me a follow, send me a DM, tweet at me. I'm really, really big these days on the Good Pods app. I'm a verified podcaster there. Uh, I like to share new shows. That's one of the best places I actually find new content uh, from other people reviewing uh, the the rankings lists on different categories and stuff. I think it's great. So find me, Matty Ice, on Good Pods. um, And I'd love to talk to you. I'd love to have people on my show. And I think it's just great that we're all in this together. So I hope wherever you are listening, And thank you, wherever you're listening, thank you for sticking with me for this next 100 episodes. It means the world to me. I've seen people listening from all over the world recently, just in Mongolia, which is crazy. I'm not even sure how you found me, but thank you so, so much. I hope you have a great week, and I hope that you, as always, are cherishing that time with your loved ones and hugging your loved ones because it is extremely important with the limited time that we have. Take care, everyone, and I will talk to you later this week. The opinions and viewpoints expressed on the Sofully Casual podcast are those of Matty Ice and not necessarily those of the Matty Ice Media Network. The Sofully Casual podcast is exclusively owned by Matty Ice and is brought to you by the Matty Ice Media Network.